0: Being the best isn't even going to be the reason you make more money.
1: It's not because some people are not the best and they make a ton more, you know? Some people are evil and make tons of money. It's the desire to say, I'm going to do this. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice.
0: And I'm David Bosher.
1: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast,
0: where we teach you to salon differently.
1: Is stocking retail shelves causing you to work harder, not smarter? There's a new way to sell products to clients and followers that makes you real money while removing all of your overhead costs. Meet our new friends and sponsor, Salon Interactive. Finally, a marketplace for hairdressers and salons to sell their favorite products without the hassle of stocking retail. Salon Interactive is free, user-friendly, and can be customized with your own branding. Visit saloninteractive.com DTH to start making money immediately.
0: There are so many booking software systems out there, and we're on a mission to find the best one for our listeners. We are excited to introduce you to Aura, our new favorite online booking system for salons. With Aura, you can finally remove your front desk. Aura is accessible from any device, and as a result, salons and clients can book from anywhere. With Aura, you can go cashless. Aura gives you control over what types of payment you accept, and offers the ability to remove the payment types that you do not, such as cash and checks. If you are considering switching booking systems, switch to Aura. Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings. Welcome to destroy the Hairdresser. I will be your guide. Let's begin by taking a deep breath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I listen to those, like, I have a hatch. Do you know what a hatch is? No, it's, it's an alarm clock, but it like, it's like the equivalent of like real sunlight. So it wakes you up to oh. like the sun in your room. Got it. <laughs> but it's nice because you can add sound, So like, like my alarm clock set for six thirty, but it starts to wake me up at six fifteen with slowly the sun rises, and birds chirp because that's what I picked, and it's actually really nice.
0: Josh would kill me. <laughs>
1: Astrid was like, this is stupid. And now she loves it. And on the weekends, wind chimes wake us up. It's really nice. But you can set 15 minutes before you go to bed. There's like a reading light. And then the next 15 minutes are like a meditation. You can set this all up. But I always think when I'm listening to meditation, because it's like, welcome to hatch meditation or whatever it is. That like, if I was already asleep, it could be like, you're a fucking stupid bit. And I would never (laughs) know.
0: (laughs) You have imposter syndrome. (laughs) And you it will, will never amount you.
1: to anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just be like, <sighs> you know what I mean?
0: We should make a destroy the hairdresser meditation playlist. Where it's just,
1: raise your fucking pr- Get up. Get, it'll raise just
0: be- <sighs> your prices. You're worth it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I almost spent my coffee all over the microphone. You're worth it.
0: You don't need a front desk. You just think you do.
1: Get rid of your retail, retail, retail. Get rid of your retail. <laughs> all right, that's happening. Twenty twenty three. DTH First of all, meditation. Like it's
0: not already subliminal. So um, <laughs> I don't know how to transition to our topic.
1: We're talking about hard, money today.
0: <laughs> taking a hard laugh.
1: <laughs> Let's give them a a hard launch. We're talking about money, but not just how to make money. We're going to talk about money as energy because I think. People put so much weight on the concept of money. First off, we already have so many triggers, trauma, unrealistic expectations of this thing. And then we do the whole, we put so much weight on it. And yes, obviously, <laughs> there is a lot of weight on it. But there's a whole piece that's missing sometimes. I think when we are so focused on money, mentally, like in a mental health way, we, we, we almost start suffering because we always feel like there's lack the world is hurting right now and i think there's a way that you can start to direct your energy so that you're not hurting as much but the focus is still on money
0: yeah i think you know like well this is what i hate i hate when people are like if you dream it and you man you'll manifest it like i i think that's nice but it can it's be also harmful. like be very harmful and money is very important it's very necessary And people are out there trying to get it however they can. We're very privileged when we're in a place where it's like, I want to make money, but I also want to be true to myself. And I also want to live out my dreams. How do I make them all come together? Because not everyone has that opportunity. But for the people that are out there, like especially in our industry, I was just talking to one of our team members yesterday about basically every reactive thing we do in our business is because of money.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so like even if you work on your reactivity it still really comes down to money like you don't like when your staff wastes color it's not about the wasting colors but the money you don't like when destroy the hairdresser talks about removing gratuity it's not because you don't like destroy the hairdresser it's really because you are afraid of the loss of money Mm -hmm. when you're hiring people randomly with no purpose just because you need to make more money when you take any client that walks to the door it's because you need to make more money so These are all, like, this is all true. Like, you need to do the work to make money. But I think that what we're trying to get people to think about is kind of going a step further, which is being a little bit more intentional with yes, I need to take clients to make money. What type of clients? Yes, I need to hire people to make money. Who am I trying to hire? Because it shouldn't just be everyone, anyone who has two legs and two hands. It needs to be people that connect with your mission and this higher cause, I was, again, talking to another, one of our staff members yesterday about, she said that she was struggling with hiring. And I was trying to like explain that the solution was not to then focus on hiring, which I think some people, they're like, I need to hire, that's the solution, so I need to focus Mm -hmm. on that. And I said, but what's the mission of your business? Like what's the real mission? And she didn't know. And I said, that's why. That's oh, why the hiring to work part. With you. Yeah, that's the part that's missing. The consciousness of what you're doing is missing. We know you're a hair salon, and we know that you need hairdressers, and we know that you cut hair. We know that you—that is unconscious work. Conscious work is why are you doing it? What's why are you generating money? What is the real purpose of the business? It's not just to do hair, and the salons that it is just to do hair, it becomes bargaining, it becomes discounted, it becomes service. Mm-hmm. And I think we're trying to focus on the elevated approach to business, which is I have a hair salon that is trying to change the world. Bam. That's crazy, right? That's a cra- like, that's not normal, but those are the people that do well because the consciousness is it's not focused on hair. It's focused on changing the world. Does this make sense?
1: Absolutely. Well, to me, I'm sure <laughs> when money is the goal, your business will not succeed you have to understand the consciousness that money is the result of doing things that create fulfillment for you. So I love people that specialize, like, and I see it all the time in our industry, especially around curly hair or textured hair. People, stylists are going out and specializing it into this mission of, I want to help people. I'm going to specialize in this to help people on this specific thing. And the result is money because they have a complete clientele and they people will pay anything for guidance and success. And they've already been through so much trauma, like, you know, with their hair or people that get chemical services or even with blondes. As I'm a blonding specialist. Half of my clientele has come in through trauma of getting their hair bleached. And when you start to specialize in that, it's, I need to fix this. I need to do this. I love doing this. This feels good. My goal and mission of my business is to create A, B, and C and the result will be money. But if your goal is, my goal is this, my goal is that, you're going to lose all sight of anything that's going to attract the right people to your business. And in fact, you're going to do the opposite.
0: Yeah. The goal is money. I mean, it's fine. It works. It's not very fulfilling because then what? Right. Like, okay, the goal is money. Now I have a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a million dollars, or now I have a hundred thousand dollars, or think about everyone that wanted to be a hun- you know six figure hairdresser. Well, that's been achieved. That's mm-hmm. becoming easier and easier now to what? achieve. Now what?
1: And, the and they're still hurting. Just- they're still, <laughs> still not happy with their careers. You know. Exactly.
0: They- yeah. They're still money
1: doesn't fix it.
0: But then the next question is like, okay, now what? Seven figures. Okay. Then when we hit that, what, then what? Eight, like, not that I don't want that to be possible. I do want that to be possible. But like the goal is so focused on finances that then you die and what you made a lot of money. We want to get people out of that. You're making money so you can build a family. You're mm-hmm. making money so you can save the whales. You're making money so you can give back to your community. You're making money so that you can raise your kids. You're making money so that you can go on beautiful vacations. But the goal isn't the money. Money is the the thing I'm doing, the generator. The business is generating the money that I need to go and do the goals. And the goals are the things that I want in my life. The goals are the things that I'm feeding that energy to. Mm -hmm. We have, I think we just have really strange, at least I have just have a strange relationship with money.
1: I think everyone does in some way or form.
0: (laughs) I don't ever think about saving. I only think about how to make more. It's like, I don't know where this, I have savings.
1: (laughs) Because you know you're supposed to.
0: Because I know I'm supposed to. and But it's funny because like the goal isn't savings for me, but I have it. It's almost like because the goal is not savings, the savings is being built, right? But I don't think about savings. But then I know people that that's all they think about is savings. Mm -hmm. And then I know people that don't think about money at all. Yeah. You know, the hairdresser's like, I don't do this for the money. That's nice. That's good. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a nice level that. But at the same time, money is a huge... You know, you, we have to make money. We're, we're in the I matrix. We have to think about it. <laughs> to me, people that are conscious about money have power over money. Mm-hmm. And the people that are unconscious about money are kind of ruled by it. But again, I say that with a grain of salt because I'm talking from a very privileged mm-hmm. point of view.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you think... Like for example, in our industry, we work with a lot of salon owners and a lot of times they'll be like, I wanna do these big things, right? But what they're missing out on is that in order to make more money, they have to give more money, right? Like how can they give more to their community? How can they give more to their stylist? How can they give more in order to make more? And I think that's something that's forgotten a lot okay, we need to step out from behind the chair because the result is you have more time to be a leader that will in turn create more money and finances for your business. And that right there feels like lack.
0: (laughs) Well, if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's that whatever you think the rule is, it's the opposite. (laughs) Yes. So if you're like, oh, the the answer to making money is to save it, hoard it, hold on to it. But that's funny, like, A lot of those people end up losing it or it's, you know, something's always going wrong to fix it. And then you have that person that never thinks about money and just hands it all away and they never don't. They just always Mm -hmm. have it. Again, I'm talking from a place of like, just looking at how money works. And I think on a physical level, I do the work. I get paid for the thing. I save it. I spend it like that's the physical thing, but the consciousness of like, what kind of energy am I putting into it? I remember my teacher, a long time ago was trying to explain to me that money is a living, breathing consciousness. And I couldn't really grasp it. I was like, like I can get it. I can get it in my head, but I couldn't like physically understand it. And she put a dollar bill in front of me and she put a hundred dollar bill in front of me and she said, what is the difference between these two bills? And I remember just being like, well, one's a hundred and one's one. It's like, but they're the same paper. Mm-hmm. the only same difference in- is the same everything the only difference is that one says a hundred the other says one and we as a society have all given uh, under that consciousness have said okay this this piece of paper is worth more and that's how you know it's a consciousness because it's not actually worth anything <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> money is consciousness already it's like we're just we've just decided that you know this american express card that i'm holding up that you can't see is worth ten thousand dollars we've just we've just decided Mm -hmm. you know and like that's why that's how you know something's consciousness because its only value is based on humanity's projection onto it
1: yeah i think about that a lot i'm like what if like you know money didn't exist i was watching wally
0: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i love wally
1: me too and i was thinking like you know obviously the whole world imploded and they had to go live on a spaceship and i was like oh my god like what if something like that ever happened you know like you know your brain starts to like daydream and doesn't even smoke weed Mm-mm. <laughs> barely even drink and it's all in my head <laughs> it's that high kind of crazy that i got <laughs> and basically i was like well that could never happen because like money and then i was like well what if money didn't exist like i was literally thinking about this i'm like what if everybody in the world like collectively and consciously decided we're all gonna work together to make food and make resources and survive. Like we have everything, but we put so much money on it. And that's what's so funny to me. It's like, it truly is a consciousness. Like this rat race that we're all in is because of these this consciousness (laughs) that we've decided. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it's funny, I I can't remember where I read it. It was probably a meme on Instagram, but it said, you know, we- It's where the real news lives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With a real, Yeah. We were given a planet that basically would give us everything that we needed. And we were given the opportunity to just live on the beach and love each other and basically have sex and have kids and eat food and, and dance and sing and drink. like, And then we decided that we should work <laughs> as a society really hard. And then, of course, we had people take over control. Like, I can't remember where I read it, but it was basically, like, we had this opportunity to live in this utopia, and we decided to just, like, fucking destroy it.
1: Yeah. And now- All for
0: a piece of paper mm -hmm. that we've all said is worth a certain amount of money.
1: Like, to the point that people risk and take lives over this piece of paper.
0: But also, like, once you're wealthy enough, it's not even paper anymore. It's just just a, a number on a screen. I
1: can't even imagine- like when I think of like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, like those that have that much money, yeah. I can't even create the feeling in my head of what it would be like.
0: I don't think it is. A, I think it's the absence. You know the stress we feel about money. I don't. Yeah, I don't every think day of my that, life. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think that the wealthiest people feel differently. I just think they don't have that. It's not there.
1: I disagree. I think it's less about survival and their new worry becomes, what if I lose that? Mm. Because they probably never want to go back to the bottom line.
0: I mean, I can relate to that. I mean, not I'm not wealthy no. like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, but, but we have
1: a bigger team. We We've have, grown this company.
0: Yeah, but, you do start to kind of feel like, oh, I don't want to lose this. And I think anyone that owns a business or even if you have kids or you started a great relationship, you, like you're, you go into like, how do I make sure it never goes away?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and then we sabotage it but I think going back to the consciousness part of like if we have all decided that this is a hundred dollars and this is a dollar we also have the ability as in groups like hairdressers and salons we have the ability to change the consciousness of
1: the our industry mm-hmm.
0: yeah of the collective of our industry and I think that's I know dTH is very misunderstood and people think we're trying to do I don't know what I don't know what they think. They think we're crazy, but we're actually just trying to change. <laughs> and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. We are actually crazy. But we're just trying to change the consciousness. That's what I love about our company is that whether or not you like us, whether or not you understand it, we are shifting the way everyone looks at the salon industry, clients and salon owners and stylists behind the chair. And I I think it's really cool. It's not the easiest job that yeah. I've ever had. No. But that consciousness shift
1: but it's fulfilling
0: so fulfilling (laughs) and it generates money
1: exactly because that's the result of doing something that you're passionate about
0: are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team have more proactive conversation with real numbers that can help you create less waste salon scale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business Salon Scale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the Salon Scale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off.
1: Many of our listeners have no idea that Destroy the Hairdresser is more than a podcast. That's right. If you are looking for more education to elevate your salon business and make more money, then our community is the perfect place for you and your team.
0: Unlock live weekly webinars with our entire roster of trained coaches, tap into new networking opportunities, and gain access to our educational dashboard that houses over 100 hours of on-demand salon business education.
1: Finally, support for hairdressers that want to change the industry. Tap the community link in this episode description and get seven days of free business education today.
0: I don't go to bed at night going, oh, I'm so glad I made money. I used to when I was younger. Like, thank God I had a busy week and, like, I would think about money. Now I'm, like, thinking about how I can help people and what I want to say and going to bed and being, like, proud of our students mm-hmm. who have opened salons. I'm and like, we la- opened like, a salon
1: this week. We yeah. got someone out of, you know, their down spiral. I, so I think really nice. those are the things.
0: Yeah, it's, like, nice to, at the end of the day, be like, the goal is that, like the goal is the mission and that mission equals money, but it's not the focus. And I, again, because I, you have to get there. I'm not saying someone who's struggling to minimum wage needs to not think about money. Mm-mm. I mean, I get, you have- to There's still
1: money. a physicality. You still have to think logical about your circumstance. Yeah. What we're talking about is the like mental health spiral- And sometimes that blocks us from creating other opportunities to do more for ourselves because we've locked in the consciousness of this is it. And that's not true. And the one thing that sets us apart from each other, from the ones that are able to create for themselves is desire. That's it. It's just saying, no, I want more. And I believe there's more for me and I'm going to have more. I even think about this like with hairdressers, Like you said, like there was a time in my life where I would think prior to me learning emotional intelligence and consciousness and critical thinking before I learned these things that now I get the privilege of teaching to thousands of hairdressers all the time. I would think I just need to make a $1,000 this week, right? Like I need to hit a $1,000 in sales. That was my focus. And I would take any client that walked in my chair. I was exhausted. I was overworked. I would had no boundaries. I was not happy. When I shifted to being like, I wanna do four transformations this week. That would really fulfill me. And I'm gonna focus on getting those in my chair because the result of those transformations is fulfillment on my end as an artist, an incredible fulfillment for the client and the result is money.
0: There's this, in psychology you learn something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Have you ever heard of this? It.
1: I have, but I don't know what it, I don't remember what it is.
0: It's a pyramid mm-hmm. and then And the base, like the base of the pyramid is your physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. Mm. Like and so the idea is if you don't have those needs met, you can't even go to the next level, which is safety needs like personal security, employment, resources, health, property. And then when you have those needs met, then you can go to love and belonging, which is friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. And then from there, you can go to esteem, which is respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. And then from there, the very last one is self-actualization, the desire to become the most that one can be. Wow. And what I, like, what I like about this hierarchy is that it takes into consideration that the things that you and I are talking about today, we can only talk about them because all of our basic needs have been met. Right. Yeah, like we can about. but there's talk so many about... people
1: that don't have jobs. They can't even get to tier two right. because their basic needs haven't been met. Right. What's and comforting so to think... know is if you are on tier two, your basic needs are met. And again, this is basic, needs. right. Like, but so, like, think about well, like think... someone that it's like doesn't have a home or they're struggling. Like, people won't even hire them because their basic needs aren't met, which is it's like yeah, a vicious cycle.
0: The other ones I think are interesting, like sleep. Like, if you don't even have the luxury of sleep, you can't nothing else. You can't live. Yeah. Air, food, water, shelter, and even reproduction, which falls into the world of sex, which I think is really interesting. That's a basic, a basic need. And that's not even, sex isn't even part of the love and belonging connection.
1: Weird. It's
0: Right? It's like, it's very it's like animal.
1: animalistic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> love and belonging, that doesn't show up until third stage. I just wanted to point that out because I think it's important that I don't want someone to listen to this who's struggling to say, I can't even pay my bills. Yeah. So this whole, like, I got to think about my, dr- like, if you can't pay your bills, the things that we're talking about are going to be upsetting because it feels as if we're saying, if you just stop thinking about money, you'll make it. And I don't want people to think that.
1: That's not what I we're think
0: saying. It's important to know that we're talking about, when we think about the hierarchy, we're talking about people who have their physiological needs met and their safety needs met. And now we're working in the love, belonging, self-esteem and self-actualization world, which is what coaching works with. Mm-hmm. That's why when someone in our program, they're like not making any money and they're struggling. The goal is not to keep them in the program. The goal no. is to say, it's not time for coaching.
1: We've had people say, I want to come in, but like, I'm going to put all my savings into this program. And we're like, no,
0: uh-uh. that's uh-uh. you
1: can't do that. On, on a conscious level, I would never allow that because money isn't the goal. Changing right. your life and your business is my goal. So if money was the goal, I'd say, yeah, give me your savings. Give me your savings. Come in. But it can't be. It can't be because my business would fail because they would fail.
0: Exactly. I think, you know, there's this whole theory of community-based businesses right now and how they last longer than other types of businesses. Mm -hmm. Community-based business means that I'm successful if you're successful. That is not always how businesses run. Like, for example, when you go to the eye doctor... I guess it's kind of like the eye doctor. It's kind of the opposite. It's like, I'm actually successful if you are falling apart. Mm -hmm. Whereas in coaching or even in the hair world, like, you know, it's a little bit of both. Like I'm successful because people need their hair done and maybe it's falling apart. But at the same time, (laughs) my longevity of success is that you are happy. You are, I'm successful if you are happy and successful in what we're doing. But coaching definitely like, our program won't last if it doesn't work. Yeah, and so that's where community-based businesses are really powerful. Well, That's what I love about commission, because commission is community-based business. The salon exactly. Well that's what I was going to say. The hairdresser does well, right?
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I also to go back to the point of when you were saying like, we've all been there. <laughs> of. I can't pay my bills. What happens is, and the reason why we're talking about consciousness around money is we get so focused on making the money that we almost forget how to do the things that are going to bring us more. And I think that's what we're trying to say is like, if we're at a place where we're like, we're struggling to survive in an industry, and that's why we see so many people leave our industry, because it is a lot of work. And then, you know, they're like, I'm just there's the running joke of like, oh, the hairdresser went to become a nurse, you know, because there was more security and safety. And that's true sometimes for individuals. But at some point you have to start thinking like, I don't want to be in this situation. What can I do to make more money? What can I do to change things to make it more profitable for myself? And I think that's where when we're so focused on the lack, we, we, we get so caught up. But like, think about it. Like every hairdresser in the summer is like, it's slow. And instead of like, doing proactive things to increase for the next month of the, the month after we teach that a lot to our students of like, how are we always thinking a month ahead? They shut down and suffer that entire time. And then the next month rolls through.
0: For those of you that are wondering if you should be focusing on money or consciousness, if you have air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, ability to reproduce in some way personal security employment resources health and property which could be rental or ownership then you can do coaching but until those basic needs are really met it's not going it's it's not going to be beneficial to spend money to build your self esteem and self actualization so like i think it's important to understand that like even I do think consciousness matters even at the most basic needs. Mm -hmm. Like, but that consciousness should be pushing you forward. It should be allowing you to say, I do need to work hard. I do need to get this place. And I think as hairdressers, when we idealize success, we think one day I won't have to work as hard. Not just hairdressers. I think that's everyone. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that comes when you can rent or own a home. And you can pay your bills when you have security. And you, all that, all that personal security. Again, consciousness is the most important tool to get you through this hierarchy. But if you are struggling, remember to always take care of your physical needs first and your safety needs. And then, once those things, once you have a hold on that, then say, now I'm ready to like work on my self-esteem, my love and belonging and my self-actualization. like What am I here to do in this world? You can't ask yourself what you're here to do in this world if you can't eat.
1: (laughs) That's what happens in our industry. We are so focused on like, I just need to make that, I just need to do this, I just need this, that we run ourselves into the ground we yep. are miserable, we're sad, our mental health goes into the shitter, our bodies hurt, we get sick, right? We do all these things to us that negate our basic needs, you know?
0: And it keeps pulling us down. That's why summer gets get everyone stuck. reactive be- because it starts to pull you back down from those hierarchy moments. And now it's like, well, I got to pay my bills and I got to make sure I can pay my rent. And it's true. The- yes, all those things those are, are, very are all true. true. <laughs> But what we're saying is we need to have consciousness when things are good to get ready for those moments, like Sid said earlier. And I think that's really what coaching is about. It's not, how are things going? Great, great, high five, congratulations, you're so good. It's not that. It's like, listen, it's December. We need to start planning for August. Mm -hmm. And then the student goes, why? It's like, because when August hits, you're going to be singing a different tune. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I don't know, I think, you know, This topic could go on and on. It's a very big topic.
1: Yeah, it's a sensitive topic. and And it's a sensitive topic. And it's an important one. I think we need to talk about it more. I think people need to talk about it more. I do think there's a lot of, like, marketing out there that, like, if you take this class, it'll fix all your problems. It's like when people take, like, balayage classes over and over and over again, what they're searching for is how to increase their business and profit, you being the best at something in a technique isn't going to change until your consciousness changed until you're like, but also you being the best,
0: you being the best isn't even going to be the reason you make more money.
1: Mm -mm. It's not because some people are not the best and they make a ton more, (laughs) you know, some people are (laughs) evil and make tons of money. It's not always about that. It's, it's the desire to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change this.
0: That's the thing about education. Like education is there to help you with the confidence to increase your pricing. It's not going to do anything on its own. You're not going to make more money because you have more education. That's a consciousness thing.
1: Think about all the people. Millennials proved that.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to create our own businesses. We're not going to go to college. Where it used to be, I need to get an education to make millions. Now millennials were like, I'm going to create this app
0: what was that wall street thing that was going on the one percent remember everyone like no one could get jobs after school what was that called
1: i forgot what it was called but i know what you're talking about
0: something wall street
1: everyone because the different generations boomers like you have to go to school then we did you know like then we went to school and we're like now we can't get a job because it doesn't mean as much as we thought it meant. so people started doing tech jobs and because
0: no one's dying (laughs)
1: that as well we have the most generations on this planet than we ever have we're gonna see when boomers are gone it's gonna be a whole different story
0: it's gonna be very interesting not that we want the boomers to go Mm -mm. we love you if you're listening
1: and we but it is true
0: because people can't retire it creates problems all the way down but the beauty is that there are other ways to do things it doesn't have to be like i go to college i get the degree i get the job i build my career i retire at 60 i get a gold watch and a pension and then i die in a hospital <laughs> you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be like that And i think that's what millennials as much as who want to give millennials millennials are truly entrepreneurial pioneers mm-hmm. in the tech world and beyond and i think gen Z is not ever going to appreciate what millennials did because they grew up with technology they're not it's not going to they're just going to outdo us, which is fine. That's what it's supposed to happen.
1: That's but I, true.
0: I, it's all consciousness. When we break t- different generations have different consciousness about money, different generations have different consciousness about everything. And I think when you bring up a topic like money,
1: it upsets you can everyone.
0: see, <laughs> you can see people's consciousness
1: because everyone really. thinks about money completely different. And I, if you like sat down and talk to your friend, like deeply, your friend, a family member, your partner, about what how they see money what it means to them you'd probably be shocked try it
0: yeah yeah i've done that with josh that's mm-hmm. really
1: and a lot of i've done it with, with astrid and a lot of the things that she says are results of a childhood, and mine are a result of my childhood the childhood yeah. trauma that comes with the way we were taught about money, the way our parents viewed money, the way they used money, the way money changed as we got older from how we used it and how we spent it and what things cost. It was, it's just like a whole, we could go so deep. We should do another one later.
0: <sighs> oh, money.
1: Let us know your thoughts. I want to know.
0: I don't. Don't <laughs> tell us your thoughts. <laughs> you can be, be
1: paragraphs some. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week.
0: <sighs> Bye-bye. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. If I had a dollar for every time someone's like, do you have like a template that I can just look? Oh like, they don't want I swear collection. to you at least
1: like once or twice a week <laughs> in our DMs on Instagram. Is there a template on this? We do have classes that we sell, but without the support of a coach to talk you through every angle of it. Every possible scenario that could come. It's difficult.